All right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Holy Ruckus podcast. You are in the right place, hopefully. And this episode, episode number 93, we are talking about the Disney Plus series, Loki. And I want to tell you why it's worth your time. I want to tell you why you should definitely go see it from a faith perspective, but also if you're into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, And this might be, again, uh, for you, your first time with us. So if it is your first time, we're excited to have you with us. And I got my buddy here, Kevin Arevalo here with us, who's going to be talking uh, about why he loves this show. And my camera is going off. But what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to be, the first half is going to be non-spoiler, and the second half will be spoilers. So we'll let you know whenever that happens, whenever that happens, all right? But first and foremost, let's go with our intro and let us begin. Here we go with the Holy Ruckus. You are at the right place, the Holy Ruckus podcast. Here we go, Loki edition. We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. Why were you made? I was made to be happy. The way to be happy is to know truth. Love goodness. In other words, I am made for God. Pero quiero lío en las dioses. Quiero que se salga afuera. You are now listening to the Holy Ruckus Podcast. All right, hello, hello, hello. You are rocking with the Holy Ruckus Podcast with my guy, Kevin, is here. What's up, Kevin? Hello, everyone. I'm doing great. What's going everyone on? else that's watching this is doing great as well. Yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, you are at the right place, the Holy Ruckus Podcast. I had to switch up my camera view, but, you know, tech happens. And you just got to kind of adjust. But this is what we're doing, folks. We're talking Disney Plus series Loki and why it's worth your time with my man Kevin. It's a non-spoiler first half. So if you are into that show or you've watched it or you've, you know, perused it and you've you've watched Iron Man or Thor, you know, this is from uh, that world. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So we're so excited to have you with us. And here we go. But first, let me introduce my guest and a friend, Kevin Arevalo. Uh Kevin, um, what brings you here? What, what, um, how'd you get here? And you've been with the Holy Ruckus for, for a little bit with working with Inside for Leo, but tell us a little bit about yourself. So, um, again, my name is Kevin Arvalo, and I'm from El Salvador, and I am a graphic designer here in local area. Uh, I've been, like Josh said, I've been part of El Santo Leo, which is the, uh, Spanish version of the Holy Ruckus uh, for a little bit more than a year. And yeah, you know, I'm really excited for this. Uh, for this, this is my first time being on a podcast or so really, you know, just really improvising and see how it goes. A little bit nervous too, uh, but you know, I think that's something that happens to all of us. Sure, absolutely, man. I think the best way to put it is that if you're nervous, it means that you care. Right. If if you're nervous, it means that you yep. give a darn, and that you want it to go well. And we've had a, a few preliminary talks about uh, how we wanted to talk about this. But one of the first things we 
we wanted to know, or I wanted to know was had, had you been watching this and had it been something that you've been watching? So for those that don't know, for those that do, um, so a good synopsis of the story, Loki is we know Loki from, um, but I, I mean, and I've been into mythology and stuff in school and, and hearing about it, like going to trips to the libraries, getting books and stuff. But, uh, Loki is from Norse mythology and it comes from that of Thor, uh, and from the movie Thor that in the comic books, uh, in the Marvel comics. So Loki, the show is a kind of a, a sidebar to that. Loki revolves around the mischievous villain escaping the clutches of the Avengers and getting caught by the TVA, the time variance authority. This sends him on a mission to catch the different antagonists who have been tr uh, troubling the timeline. And this is not, you know, spoiler heavy or anything else, but it's, why did you, like and, and we'll go into it but it, it was so interesting that out of all the shows that have that disney plus has been uh coming out with that why do we think that they they gave loki his own show but i'll i'll ask kevin first um kevin why do you think um disney wanted to give loki his show like why i mean he's a villain right i mean what is it about this character that seems to be a fan favorite for people what do you think well um Actually, the interesting thing is before this, I searched up uh, on Google, you know, why is Loki its own show? <laughs> what a coincidence, right? And um, one of the first things is he's charming and he's handsome. I'm like, okay, okay. But um, I think that Loki is a very interesting character. There's so much to, uh, there's so much material to work with with respect to Loki as a character. Um, and so we know that already that, uh, from watching you know the uh infinity war from watching infinity War, we know what happens to loki you know he ends up dying and so to see loki have his own show is is another way to explore loki as a character and seeing you know loki growing in a different way as opposed to the way he grew and bonded with his brother in the mcu so that is from the movies uh uh, I, I don't know what the order was, but from Thor to Infinity War, right? So, yeah, yeah, I think, you know, Loki as a character uh, just really is a fan favorite. I mean, ever since the the Avengers movie, the first Avengers movie came out, you know, he's been a a very strange character, but also charming. And, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to echo that. Tom Hiddleston, the actor who portrays Loki, has always been just a very captivating individual, very charismatic. And, you know, he's easy on the eyes, too. He's a good-looking fella. And it was so easy to fall, kind of fall in love with this character. And you're kind of left in this place of, like, I'm, I'm supposed to not like this guy, right? I'm, I'm supposed to dislike him. He's the, he's the villain, right? You're not supposed to like the villain, right? But yet here we are, and we're like, you know what? Um, he's likable, and he's in the, and, and so that's why he keeps coming back. And so I love it the the fact that we're gonna get kind of an anti-hero in in Loki, and 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 um, but yeah, he is a villain. But so many times we're we're seeing this, and and I want to get into it with the faith as well when it comes to Christian and Catholic culture. When we think when we think about villains, our mind goes to like all-out evil, and we think of uh, the devil, the evil one, right? Um, and then when we go there, 
we always say like, there's no redeeming the devil, obviously, right? The devil has made his choice. He is non-serviam. He will not serve the one true God. He doesn't want to. No one keeps the devil in hell. He keeps himself there, right? And that's yep. it. But then when you look at Loki, who is a villain and has these evil attributes, you see a conflicted character. And even though he is, this is Norse, Norse mythology, you see a lowercase g, lowercase g god, right? Because there's only one true god, right? And he doesn't dress like that. Um, even when we do that, and when we see that, we see that the comic books are showing um, Loki as maybe not a, a uppercase g god, but definitely like a lowercase, but also like a very human. And that's where I think you can play around with the villain thing. He's not all the way evil. Something happened to this character. Something happened yep. to the person that made him go into this descent of evil. And I think that's what intrigues me about this character. That's why I can watch a show and not be like, why are they trying to make evil look good? Evil's not good. You're right, it's not. But this character is not the evil one. He's a he right. for all intents and purposes. I think he's a he's a creature, just like we are. He's he's a physical body. Mm -hmm. oh, I don't know. Uh, what do you think? Does any of that resonate with you or of why you might like it? Because I don't think it's contrary to our faith at all to watch this show in particular. Well, I think it's interesting to know what makes a villain tick. Right? When you know the motives behind why a villain does what he, he does, it, you know, it just really either it makes you hate him more or it makes you like him more. But nevertheless, you know what makes him tick. Right. So from from the Avengers movie, we had Loki, you know, who is the brother of Thor, uh, the son of Odin. Right. Rather family. You know, we have someone who brings a whole army of aliens to fight his own. Right, right, right. His own people. His own brother along with uh, planet Earth, right, in the, the Avengers. Right? And you, you, like, that's something that's very questionable that makes you think, why is he doing this? Uh, like, what is this um, grudge that he's holding against his brother? Right? And so that's something that, you know, I hope we get into, into um, depth in this episode right and it's so funny because at the end of the day it's always about one thing when it comes to movies it's about friendship and and uh, family it's about family and what do we have here but a loki with with daddy issues uh mm -hmm. <laughs> issues with brotherhood issues i mean that's what's so relatable right um, you could have made this about a, a, a gods or gods and it's totally unrelatable, totally like angels that have no flaws. And yet you have a, a, a person here, a character that is super flawed. And so that's what uh, I think is, is the intriguing part. But um, here we go. Um, why do you think, um, why do you think a, a Christian or Catholic in, enjoys the show? Why do you think that they would dig the show? So um, one of the, the things about this show that it does is it explores the theme of love, right? So we already um, sort of touched up on a little bit on that, that um, really what this Loki series does is it sort of provides another way of, of another method of how Loki grows, 
right? So we already saw Loki, Loki you know, grow and bond with his brother in the MCU films. But now with this Loki series provides a, another way, right? And sort of this way that Loki grows is through love. And so um, I don't want to get too much into spoilers, but love is sort of a, a big theme in this. And so how does that relate to us as, um, as Catholic Christians? Well, we know already that love is something that transcends time and space. It transcends anything, right? And when I'm talking about this kind of love, I'm referring to um, God's love, right? I mean, I mean... You know, the Lord loved us so much that, you know, he, he died for us on the cross and he overcame death. I mean, that's how powerful this love is, right? So the Loki series touches up on sort of that, not necessarily that love of God, but also just, just the theme of love in general, right? So, um, and, and we get to see sort of, you know, Loki experience some of that love. Yes, we do. We do. And, and when, and it, it could be, we already experienced and, and how we like the character is because whenever you see that tension, the tension of who Loki is and who someone or something is pulling him towards the other side, right? His, his almost desire is to want to be this evil bad guy causing mischief and doing and, and causing trouble. But then he's also, inching closer towards the light towards the goodness and that virtue takes over so when we say guys that there's a big theme in, in loki is the family and everything else you can just chuck that up to love and who is love but god god is love right and so there's different styles of love as we know from from the greek right we're talking about this agape love this sacrificial love that we see and it's not the first time that we've seen it if you've been following the story of loki outside of this show and this is non-spoiler there are moments in the story where Loki seems to give in to agape love and either he witnesses being saved by his dad or by his mother. Right. And these are his adoptive parents, right? Um, he's mm -hmm. from uh laughy son, the, the frost giants to a better life, you know, you would think. And um, he was taken from this family and he was shown love, right? Um, and and that shows it there. Um, his his mother tries to tries to save uh, Asgard or tries to save their home because their home world is Asgard or whatever, right? And and she sacrifices yeah. herself. She dies, right? Not and again, this isn't spoiler. Um, Loki sees Thor. Why is Thor, you know, the firstborn? Until we notice that Loki has a sister, right? Um, yeah. Why is Thor the one that's loved by everybody? Because Thor, except for the first movie, learns how to sacrifice, right? It's, it's almost kind of very similar as to why we love uh, Tony Stark, right? Um, because he learns how to sacrifice, right? That's and right. That's, and that's a theme in the first Avengers movie, right? Um, Captain America kind of taunts Loki, uh, Tony Stark and says, you're not willing, you're not the kind of guy who's going to lay down his mm -hmm. life. Right, you're gonna cut the cut That's the rope. Right. You're not gonna try. Loki has that going on too. There's a lot of parallels between Loki and, and Tony Stark, uh, in in that way. Um, but yet, here we go. So I don't know. What do you think? So, um, you know, I think Loki is is 
definitely loved. So again, he, he was adopted. He's a frost giant, and he was um, taken in by this family who who loved them, right? And and really, it's because of them he's alive, right? Because if it wasn't for them, you know, he would have ended up on whatever planet the frost giants were at, right? right? So so um, Loki is definitely loved, but he's caught up in this this. Um, or should I say he's blinded by the fact that, you know, he was adopted and that he, he thinks that Thor is the, the favorite one here. And he hates that. Right. So combine that, you know, being, a, being adopted, being a frost giant and having your, your brother, you know, be sort of the favorite one. That's something that has really blinded him from truly seeing him, you know, truly feeling that love. Right. And that's, from, yeah, that's and that's uh, envy, right? That's still that's right. Blinded him from seeing things as they truly are. Right, that's that's right. And so, one of the things that I actually want to comment on is that um, going back to this thing about Loki being a villain, right? So, so not all villains are evil, right? So, so the, again, good. Uh, when you look into what of what makes a villain tick, you're gonna see some very uh, human aspects, some very like things there that you know make you think, oh, so this is why he became a villain. But it's not necessarily for. It's not out of like 100% uh, out of um, sort of a malice intention, or an intention of of being 100% evil, right? So Loki. Um, and let me look at my notes real quick. So really, Loki calls himself the god of mischief, lowercase g, right? Yeah. But the way I view it and the way, you know, I, I thought about this was that Loki isn't really the god of mischief. That's a label that he put himself to make him feel better. Mm. But at the end of the day, it doesn't make him feel better. Right. So this is something that he that really what Loki wants is attention, which explains why he does what he does. Right. And that's also because he's envious, too, of Thor. And so externally, we see someone who is who who enjoys hurting people, who enjoys betraying people, who loves to talk about himself and loves causing chaos. But internally. Um, there's someone who is having sort of an identity crisis so in the sense that, you know, he's a frost giant, but he's adopted and he's the son of Odin. He's like, what am I? I think there is a scene that, you know, in, in um, I think it was in Thor 2 or one of the Thor movies where he asked his father, he's like, what am I? Mm -hmm. And then his father says, you know, you're my son. But he's still struggling with that, right? So internally, we see someone who has an identity crisis and someone who is also yearning for attention and, most importantly, for love. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. So this is what, what what makes him tick. And this is something that the Loki series goes into depth. Like we really what they do, it, what this series, the show does is it takes Loki and it sort of like takes all the components out and sees, OK, this is 
really what makes Loki tick. Sure. Yeah, you're, right? you're yeah, you're the the idea of what you think you know about someone that is a villain is, is kind of turned on top of his head. And this is in a and I and I want to say that this was a the best attempt at doing it because Disney's this is not the first new thing. I mean, they do it with Maleficent, they do it with Cruella and and all these other movies that they're trying to show these villains as like character like tr- uh, troubled characters. That's a little different. I don't know if I, I'm I'm into that or or that they did a good job. What I love about how they approach Loki is they do it over the course of a show, over the course of six episodes, and there's going to be a season two, and that lets you really flesh out this character. If it was a movie, there'd be holes, right? But the fact that there's a show, you get a chance to see you know see this character that you've already pegged as the villain, and and who's who you're sympathetic towards already because if you've seen the other movies and it slowly begins to unravel you slowly get a and guys mm-hmm. if you've never seen you know I, and i would recommend you know obviously watching it, but if you've never seen any of the marvel movies they recap a lot of loki's journey loki specific in like the first episode in the first two episodes so my encouragement to you guys would be probably watch thor one watch thor one and avengers one and um and watch it and then and then watch loki or, or uh come back and then that way you can get a good primer of what we're talking about but one thing that you said in your notes kevin that i want to bring up because i think it was really good um he is loved by his family but he fails to see that because he is so caught up in the fact that he was adopted and maybe you answered that already but what, do you, what does that mean so um just giving sort of a, an example, a real life example. Um, and so this, this is relating to uh, that, of course, is that many times we give ourselves identities or labels. You know, for example, a doctor, lawyer, graphic designer, uh, with respect to politics, left to right, sure. black, Latino, American, right? These are things that are part of us, right? They're important because they're also part of us. But um, sometimes we put these things over our most important and first identity, which is that we are children of God and that we need love. And that love is that love that comes from God. Right, so really, Loki um, puts he he puts this label that he is the god of mischief, that he enjoys hurting people, he enjoys betraying people. But really, in reality, you know, this is sort of as a way to to hide what he's truly feeling. That is, you know, this longing to to be loved or to to feel loved and to to seek attention to be sort of um, that Thor, mm-hmm. right? Because really, you know, this is, he's envious. Like you mentioned, he is envious of Thor. And he, he's been really, his goal is to become the, uh, the king of Asgard. Right. right. But he never got the chance to because, you know, probably because he's adopted, he's a frost giant. And Thor was the firstborn right. there. Firstborn, you know, you know, not including um, the uh, the villain from Thor three. Right, right, right. 
Okay, so then you get you get this, and and this is kind of my my, my points kind of, and I love that. Um, and and following what you said, um, his adoptive nature, I can relate to that immediately as a Christian because, at, at some level, we are by by virtue of our adoption or our baptism, excuse me, we are adopted children of God. And by mm-hmm. virtue of baptism, we are adopted. We are claimed again, right? Who we truly are. And this story, this show, what it does is it, it, it shows you more of that. Like Loki thing, you know what? I know I've titled myself as the as the god of mischief, as this troublemaker, as this evil person, as the villain. But now I'm actually going to start clinging to the things that I love, right? And you see that. He, mm-hmm. falls, he falls in love. He, um, in a romantic sense, you, you, you see that. He falls in friendship. Mm-hmm love right with a with a face right. love and that was some of the best uh parts of it and that's not really spoiler that his his interaction with owen wilson owen is wilson, amazing is Mo, uh, mobius in in the story <laughs> awesome because and and they go back and forth because you, you just realize like loki is finally letting his hair down like he's finally relaxing he's not trying to rule or to create or to or to plan out everything. How many times would we yeah. be off if we didn't try to control everything about our lives and just let God be God and let things happen organically, right? Yeah. Right. And so, and one thing that always, and it's one of the things that you remember from, from Loki from the very beginning is he says this, um, every time you know he gets a chance, he says, I am burdened with glorious purpose, glorious <laughs> purpose. And I was like, yeah, and I know what he means because he means he's going to take what's rightfully his, the throne, but that's us, man. Like, and it can be a burden or it can be a triumph in the sense that we are destined for glorious purpose as Christian. We are destined for heaven, but the journey is all about what we do in, in this life now. And we only get one sacred timeline. There's no multiverse. There's no other dimension right. that we know of, right? Divine revelation hasn't said anything about that, right? This is it. And so, yes, in this fictional show and movies, you're gonna you you get in, introduced to the sacred timeline and multiple universes, multiple timelines that Loki has to go and fix when he messes things up, right? Loki right. is thing that, that he, he gets captured or, or arrested by the TVA, the Time Variance Authority, whose mission it is to prune and cut off timelines when they veer off or branch out of the one true line. The sacred, sacred timeline. <laughs> the sacred timeline. And I know a lot of... Catholics that have reviewed this show and they and some of them think of this as like, you know, anti-God or anti-like. No, I think it's, it, it is fiction. But I think the job of yeah. you at the Holy Ruckus is understand from this fictional work, can we still see virtue? Can we still see mm-hmm. uh, faith? And uh, even bites to let us know, hey, we don't want that. Right? Do we see sin and we're like, I don't want that. Right? And I think that's important to do. Um, if we're going to get into this place of, well, I only watch Christian things, and other, then you're going to have to leave out the Chronicles of Narnia. You're going to have to leave, <laughs> have to leave out Lord of the Rings, which is the, right. you know, <laughs> uber Catholic. We leave so much 
when we don't engage the culture. Now, I'm not going to offer up, I'm not going to offer, you know, prayers to Loki. I'm not asking my priest to dress up like Loki at yeah. altar, God forbid, right? Like it within reason. But yes, there's a lot to learn uh, from these episodes, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, um, even though there are things that, you know, sort of many Catholics would disagree with, you know, they won't like, there's always something that we can take and learn from. And yep. Loki is definitely something that we can learn a lot from. I mean, you know, going back to this thing about this, this theme of love, right? That's a big, big topic that encompasses so much. And we see a little bit of that um, in this series. Right, exactly, exactly. And so, again, so we just went over Gloria's purpose. And I think here we have to, um, the cool thing is, and, and as we wrap up this non-spoiler edition here, the cool thing is seeing the goodness of love work in the villain. We're not at, because one thing we have to understand also is, you know, seeing the goodness work out in this villain is, is to remind me of what if, um, uh, I think what uh, what St. Paul says, right? We are not at war with flesh and blood. We're, we are, uh, or even the lowercase gods of mythology, right? Who are man-made. These characters are showing love can win us over. That's the appeal of the show, right? We are capable yep. of receiving love and being enveloped in love. It's what John Paul II talks about. Uh, and I'm going to butcher this quote by JP2. And he says, if man does not participate in love, if he does not encounter it, if he does not make it his or her own, his life is meaningless. I think we see Loki at a point where he's starting to think and believe the lie that his life is meaningless until he finally encounters love. Friendship love, philia, until he finds agape love. Mm -hmm. Until he finds those loves or eros love, the romantic love. Once he finds that, the, uh, you know, the spirit, I believe, is winning this character over and redeeming him, right? We should be getting behind the redemption of characters and the redemption of, of us. So, and, and I think that that's the whole point of the glorious purpose. We're all meant for glorious purpose. The glory of God is man fully alive, right? Um, That's right. And we are not meant to be thrown away into the void. Yes, we could say void is analogous for hell. There ain't no going back. Yes, but you have to intentionally want that. I don't think Loki wants that, right? And he says as much in his show, non-spoiler, right? He says as much. I don't enjoy hurting people. I don't enjoy evil. But he does it. And so this is someone that's addicted to chaos. So <laughs> might need therapy, right? Um, yeah. I don't know. Any, any reaction to that? What do you think? So, um, yeah, I think the Loki series is definitely a way to sort of uh, uh, redeem Loki in a way to really just see him grow again. And so um, uh, going back to that quote about JP2 in, and about sort of love in general, um it's it's something very powerful, right? And, and it's something that Loki gets to experience. And because of that, we see sort of this sort of change of heart 
right? Sort of, and it starts from that where he says, you know, I don't enjoy hurting people. I don't enjoy backstabbing people. I don't know if that wasn't what, if he said that, but really when he was saying, I don't enjoy what I do, I don't enjoy hurting people. You know, he doesn't enjoy any of that. So he didn't enjoy any of that, any of the things he did in Avengers in any of the MCU films we've seen so far. Right, but I'm pretty sure he did enjoy those moments where he got to bond with Thor. Those moments of, of, of that I'm pretty sure he cherished, right? And so the interesting thing is that in this series, in the show, uh, the Loki that, that we see in the show hasn't yet experienced all the things that we've seen in the MCU films. So that is from Avengers to Infinity War. We see Loki sort of bond and grow with different people in a different way. And that way is through love. So, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. And you mentioned it. And I love that you said it. Uh, that he gets a change of heart. Right in the in the Greek, I mean, again, because our, our faith apparently comes, you know, in the Greek language as well. Is there's a metanoia, there's a change of heart, there's a conversion aspect, and that's a and that's a Christian concept that we've adopted too. Is that um, that is the nexus event? I want to say that is what uh, the the uh, TVA and in, in the show these these kind of policing of time, right? Um, yeah, these police of time of the timeline um, that. Uh, what they try to stop is they want Loki to just be that and to be locked up. They don't want the conversion of heart that Loki brings uh, that he'll do for himself, right? And so as we see that in our faith, like the evil one does not want the change of heart. He doesn't want, he wants us to believe that what we've done is etched in stone and it's done, you know? Um, mm -hmm. and, and through that is the cycle of violence and hurt. Right, but with the changing of Loki's heart comes grace. Could could come grace, right? And and you know, and again, I'm not trying to Christianize Loki here, but I'm just trying to <laughs> that healed people can heal people. Loki meets somebody. I'm not going to give it away. Loki meets somebody that through his own healing he helps, right? Um. And and it and it's and it's really beautiful. So, but let's let's get into it. Let's get into that 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 spoiler zone. And so this is it, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't yet um, watched Loki, now is your chance. Go on Disney Plus, borrow it from a friend, take their password. Gotta <laughs> do watch the show. Uh, and I already said, if you want to get up to date with Loki, I would just watch Thor number one. Uh, you could even watch Avengers one, and you get all caught up. But otherwise, uh, enjoy it. And here we go with the Nerdy Edition. Here is the spoiler section. And here we go. And let's 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 keep All right. Hold on. So now we can we can spoil it now, uh, Kevin. Hold on. Let me give me give me a second here. Let me let me see what we can do. Um hold on. Right, so your spoiler review section. <laughs> Before we get started, um, let's go to a break. In World Youth Day in Rio, uh, Pope Francis asked for the church to go out and to evangelize. Well, at the Holy Ruckus, we're trying to do that.
Yes, yes, y'all. If you haven't yet, please prayerfully consider supporting the Holy Ruckus on our Patreon. Become a Patreon member and be also privy to awesome new drops or things that are early access for our fans, but also um, things that we haven't released and don't plan on releasing to anybody else. Things uh, that uh, I don't want to spoil it, but juicy Catholic things on Patreon. And I want to say, Kevin, um, that was an old video. Obviously, that was our old logo. But Kevin is actually the designer of the first or of the newest logo, and it's right up top, upper right hand corner. So that's all you, Kevin. So thank you. You're welcome. It was it was great working on that logo. It's awesome. I'm so excited, and it's so hard. I'm sure it's it's so hard to get in, to jump into somebody's mind and to come up with something. But it was a trial and error process. But we got it. But let's do this. Let's wrap this up. Spoiler review section. All right. Um, what do you got, man? The movie or the show Loki? What what um what you think of the end? Uh, what do you got? So um, this is where I get a little bit nerdy <laughs> with respect to the show and just everything in general. So I've been really caught up with sort of watching um, sort of analysis, YouTube videos on like people so analyzing, just seeing the different theories. <clears throat> and I was really hoping, you know, before the finale, I was really hoping that they would um, present Kang, the conqueror, right? So the big the big bad villain, the next Thanos. Yes. And so um, so I would have been very disappointed if they would have not presented him as the, the person behind the TVA. Because if you look back to the comics, mm-hmm. Kang um, was someone who was really tied with the TVA and as well as the, uh, the judge, what's her name? Renslayer. Yes, yeah. Uh-huh. Right. So... Man, it was even though there wasn't a lot of action in the season finale, there was a lot more dialogue. Um, you really see uh, Jonathan Mayer, so he's the person who plays Kang the Conqueror. You really see him flesh out this character, right? And so the interesting thing is that this version of Kang the Conqueror is just a variant, so he's not really the big bad villain like the more evil one right he's the more he even said it himself like you know he's scared of his of his other variants who are worse than him Mm. right but i think um my theory is that you know he he he's working with other variants hence some sort of why at the end we see that kang is the one that ends up in control of the tva right so it was amazing. You know, I, I, I was surprised. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've re- really been um, enjoying the whole show in general. And I would have to say that it takes my number one spot um, sort of on top of WandaVision, which was my favorite show until Loki. Right, right. I would say it, 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 took, it took it as well at the top spot. Um, but also... Yeah, I, I did some recon, some research on who Kang the Conqueror is. And to have it be set up with the whole time stuff, um, we we get a glimpse of that with Thanos at the end. Like, they have to become time travelers. And that just opens up a whole bunch of multiverse and timeline issues that every show or movie has to answer now, right? How What are That's the right. consequences of Captain America going out and doing all this? What's the consequences of Loki going out we already see that we already are witnesses to the first 
right? Crime against the timeline in Loki. I wonder how else the timeline has been affected or the story of our characters is affected because yeah. of what the heroes did because of what the, the heroes did. And so that's, that's so, so interesting and so nuanced. I'm so, whereas like we haven't had that. I mean, we've heard time travel stories before, but mm-hmm. this is another level. So I was really excited to do that. Um, but finally we talked about it in the non-spoiler section. We get the big payoff and it's kind of funny. I mean, Owen Wilson's character talks about it, that Loki kind of falls in love with himself, uh, which is hilarious. <laughs> but it's also like, no, she's her own person. Sylvie, you know, Sylvie is a woman. And yeah. Loki uh, falls in love with her, right? Because That's I think right. he also sees her issues and says like, man, I've been there or I am there. I'm leaving that and leave it to uh, Mobius, right? Uh, Owen Wilson's character. To help bring Loki back and to, or not look back, but to actually become someone different, someone new, right? And uh, he's changing his life. He's changing his story. Because um, because Mo- um, Mobius like kind of taunts him at first in the interrogations, right? He says like, you uh, you you can't trust and you can't be trusted. And who does Loki become? Someone that you can trust and uh, someone that trusts and can be trusted. Right, he trusts Sylvie. He trusts Mobius. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gives it back. So he, it, the whole question of like you know, or the whole statement of you can't give what you um, don't have. Well, Loki finally gets that and does that. So that that was been really cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so yeah, I just love the way they tied it all together. And um, King the Conqueror was, was a good touch. I'm interested to see how they do that because I know Kane Conquer was supposed to be um, someone that we see in Ant-Man, but yep. we got him early, and so that was cool. I I, I love that. Um, it was a lot of talking. I'm not gonna lie. On the last episode, I kind of fell asleep, but it was a lot of talking, a lot of <laughs> important stuff, yeah. a lot of action. But you get that in the episode before when they um, fight their way through and they realize that the the whoever who are those three. Three. It's the the timekeeper. So 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 just for those who haven't yet um, watched the show and stuck to the uh, spoiler section, um, so the timekeepers are sort of these uh, you could say gods, right? That oversee the sacred timeline and make sure that it's kept intact. Um, so they are also in charge of the TVA. They run the TVA. They're like the big uh, bureaucratic bosses right but it turns out that they were a lie right so this whole um uh uh, effort put by sylvie who is the person that uh that loki variant that loki himself falls in love with so all that effort she did you know to uh seek and find these timekeepers you know was really uh disappointing for her because it ended up being a lie. But ultimately what happened was that it wasn't the timekeepers behind everything behind. It wasn't the timekeepers who run the TVA, but Kang who who runs the whole thing. And it's so good because you're still wondering, did they reveal Sylvie's, like the why Sylvie was taken out, was taken out of her time? No. Because she asked Renslayer and then she was like, I forgot, I don't know. Or whatever. Yeah. 
so so evil that she could never find out why she was torn from her family. You know. Yeah. So I have a theory for that, and I'm and I'm I'm sticking with this theory, right? So I think that Sylvie is not a Loki variant. Okay. So maybe so so the reason why she was pulled out of her own timeline was probably because she decided to stop being a Loki. So they, they maybe someone put that Loki label on her, but she was like, no, I, I don't want to be a Loki. And so that's when they, you know, they took her from her timeline, from her family, her home. They brought her to the TVA and yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's a, that's a really weird theory, but you know, yeah, um, I don't know. And then also like, did you see some of the side-by-side -side videos that have been coming out where Kane the Conqueror is talking at the table and you see like Scarlet Witch and what Scarlet Witch was doing uh, up in the, like in the last episode of Scarlet Witch or WandaVision? Yeah. You see that? Uh, like Kang was seeing that play out. I don't know if you saw it. Like, like visually, I didn't, I didn't see it or maybe I haven't, I didn't notice it. Yeah. In his spirit. I don't know what, but, he was seeing what was happening in WandaVision and, and he was like commenting on it when he's talking. You yeah. Know? It's interesting. Man. interesting. I, I, like where it's, I like where it's going. I'm not sure I like the cast going for like the, the main team going forward. I'm a big Iron Man, Captain America, OG Hulk, all these guys. I don't know where they're going to go with it. I mean, I, I, you know, we know some of the movies, but We'll see, but they keep proving me wrong. Every show has been really good, and Loki is no exception, right? Yeah. I, there we go. So it's good. It's good. The great payoffs, you see Loki kind of redeem his character, but he's not done saving the day. For once, he's going to get a chance to save the day in season two. Um, I really wanted to see Miss Minutes fight Loki or something. like <laughs> That would have been yeah, that was a theory that many people were uh, were spreading that it, it, this this Miss Minutes was the big, the big bad villain here. <laughs> I would have been very disappointed if it was her, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. Really I just funny. didn't. I didn't see that. I didn't see her being. Yeah, you know, it would the... it would have been cool, even like a secondary villain. But <laughs> um, uh, some some of the like places I go to for my Marvel theories uh, at Emergency Awesome. Have you ever heard of them? At Emergency. No. Really at emergency awesome is like the best place to go for Star Wars, Marvel, all these things. DC is that a YouTube channel? It's a YouTube yeah, channel. We... Yeah, it's a YouTube channel. Uh, all right. Anyway, I think that's it, Kevin. I think that's all the time that we have dedicated to this. And I'm so excited to have you with me. And uh, we'll do this again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was great. Um, you know, just really I I, I hope we didn't spoil it and we didn't mean to spoil anything for anyone right so if you stuck to this section you know we're gonna blame it on you but you know but i would really recommend this show and just really um obviously the first time we watch this show you know we're not we're gonna miss out on details but really i think you'll enjoy this show because really it touches on that theme of love right we see loki become this the this character that no longer sort of identifies himself as a god of mischief but as someone as a friend right as someone who doesn't enjoy what you know the things he's done in the past 
right? And and it's, that's a sign for all of us, right? It's a sign for all of us that we can be redeemed. And but there is a God that's also redeeming. So, um, and also there is a God, uppercase G, in the Marvel universe. I don't know if you ever looked that up, but there is a God in the Marvel universe. It's not. I don't know what name is. Hold on. Marvel. Wait, really? There yes. is. Oh, he's called the one above all. I'm pretty sure. Huh? I haven't. I haven't heard of him. Hold on. That's new to me. Yeah, I I, I might be blanking on the name, but there is a, a god who you know all gold and everything else. But yes, there is a god. I mean, obviously not the Christian god and all this other stuff, but there is. Um, yeah. So it's fiction, folks. But through that, you can find uh, virtue and faith like we just did. So thanks so much for rocking with us. You've been watching the Holy Ruckus podcast video edition with my man Kevin Aravalo. Um, and we're so excited. Kevin, you will be with us again. You're part of the Holy Ruckus fam. And so we're so excited. And the Santo Leo fam. So thank you again for giving the time. Stay with me, Kevin. And for the rest of us, go ahead. If you haven't already done so, subscribe and follow at the Holy Ruckus on YouTube. Help us grow the channel. If you dug this conversation, go ahead and share it around. We'll see ya.